Look on the plus side. With a 100 euro cashback, plus a monthly interest refund on purchases, the Avant Money Reward Plus credit card really does give you, well, plus rewards unequaled. Apply today at avantmoney.ie. Lending criteria, T's and C's apply. Info correct, 5th of May 2022. Cashback payable within six months of account opening, subject to qualifying criteria. Avant card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Uh, it's time for Parenting with Joanna Fortune. Joanna, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You. And uh, appropriately, uh, this week on the station, we are uh, running the Stand Up to Bullying uh, mm. campaign. And we do want to hear from people and your experiences uh, of that. And it's appropriate given our first question. My eight-year-old daughter is quite shy. And I think she's being bullied by the other girls in her class. The problem is that she won't admit it to me. She doesn't talk much about having any friends. And the impression I get from her teachers is that she keeps herself to herself at school. She seems to be afraid to approach certain groups of her classmates when I drop her off in the mornings. And I've noticed her become even more internalised. How can I get her to open up to me if she's being bullied? Yeah, gosh, there's a lot in here, though, isn't there? Mm. I'm just picking up on some of the language, you know, that problem is she won't admit it. I think you have to approach this in a way where the focus is not on this being something she has to confess to you because it just puts like there's something wrong with me and I have to tell you that. And that's not it. Also, because she hasn't explicitly told you she's being bullied at the moment, that's an inference this parent is making. Now, look at on the balance of possibility. You could be right. You could be wrong. But holding that position of seeking to better understand this from her point of view and her perspective is likely to open up that communication more than you going in with a foregone conclusion in mind. Mm. You know, if you're like, look, I know it's bullying. Give me the bullying. Tell me the bullying. Bullying. You will find what you're looking for. If you open it up and you wonder and get curious about, you know, what how things are at school. You know, look, at you might be listening going, sure, I've done that and I get these generic grant fine. And then be more specific. You know, what was the best thing about school today? Who do you spend most of your time with at school? Who do you enjoy being with? Mm. And you could venture, look, when I drop you off, I notice that you're looking over at a group of girls, but you don't approach them. Is it because they're not your friends? I wonder, is there another reason? And you're letting her know what you observe, but you're not telling her what this is. You're not labelling this for her and you're keeping it that she can come to you and say, actually, the shyness is what I'm struggling with. I would love to go over to those girls, but I don't yeah, have the confidence. Yeah. So I just don't want to presume there's a group of girls bullying. doing yeah. this, but I want to keep an open mind that would enable that narrative to emerge because you're keeping the communication open. So really what I'm saying is be curious rather than certain. You know, I'm curious as to how school is going um, or what you most enjoy there or who you like to hang out to rather than I am certain you're being bullied. Now give me that story. Mm, You know, and I think always in this situation it is worth just raising the question with the teacher and saying, do you observe anything? Do you think she has friends? Does she seem to be isolated? You know, because isolation is something that we would be very concerned with, especially at this age as well, that middle childhood. You know, when shift is the focus is going Mm. to my peers and what my peers think or moreover, what I think my peers are thinking about me and away from family. So she may well need a little bit of support. But I think focus on building open communication aside from the question of bullying, that in, in itself will enable that to emerge but don't go looking for what you have imagined is happening 
Yeah, because I think at eight, the parents would know if she has any little friends, if she goes for yeah. play dates, she'd mention names herself. So it's, And friendship it's, can change around yeah, this oh, age as well, you yeah. know, because friendship becomes a little bit more complex, a bit more nuanced. They're taking their, you know, they settle into these little clusters at this age or uh, my very best friends. Yes. You know, I might be friends <laughs> with others, but these are my very best friends. And so that can be a time when children who were socially fine up to this point can suddenly struggle to advance the intimacy of friendship into mm. these little cluster groups. So I I hear the concern and I think there's basis for it, but let's not decide for your daughter what it is, but just invite her and encourage her. Keep that door of communication open, because if you can get it open now and keep it open, that's going to be the job because there will be lots of difficult conversations coming down the road. And as has come up many times Mm. before, when people ask this question or similar type questions, some kids are quite happy. Left to their own devices. It's not, you know, it's not a thing to be necessarily worried about. Yeah, and we don't psychopathologize shyness. Like Mm. being shy is not a problem unless it is causing a pervasive problem across all aspects of your life or it's making school very difficult. And what you need is someone to give you a little bit of support. But if she has friends, even a friend, I like a kid to have two friends. I'm not going to lie, because if one is out sick, you still have a buddy. You know, there's it's a high degree of dependence on just one friend. But not all children need to be actively part of a huge friend group. In fact, many children thrive and do really well with a handful of good friends. And that is good enough is good enough, you know. We have two boys. The eldest was two in July and he's always hated getting his hair washed. However, it's gotten to the stage now where he hyperventilates from crying and comes out in blotches. It's awful. Since his one-year-old brother joined him in the bath, we thought it would help to let him see his brother get his hair washed and like it, but it has only heightened his anxiety. Every night at dinner, he says, no bubbles tonight in anticipation of the bath and will only get in the bath if I promise not to wash his hair or his brother's. I've tried using the shower heads, sponges and special jugs. I don't know what else to do because I'm afraid I'll give him a fear of water if I continue. Oh, the poor little thing and the poor parent. Oh, oh my no. gosh. Like I think everybody's just, you know, inhaling and go, it's bath time, brace yourself, mm. you know, and that's going to pass to the one-year-old too. So I'm thinking maybe separate their baths because the one-year-old must be going, what is going on in here? I'm wondering if you could try a shower. It's not listed here as something you've tried, if that's an option at home, because some children just don't enjoy, I mean, just don't enjoy having their hair washed. Um, I think for some children, you know that motion when you're asking them, no matter what little gadget or gizmo you're using, they have to tilt their head back. And that can be very dysregulating in a sensory way in terms of vestibular positioning. You know, if you tip backwards, it's hard to orient yourself in, in the space you're in. It's hard to see where am I going, where am I headed to? And it can be very dysregulating and some children simply don't like that. And what can help if if you think, gosh, it could be that it could be the point because he's not upset about the bath. It's the hair washing. Mm, yeah. So if it is something like vestibular positioning, you could try putting your arm on his shoulders, your hands on his shoulders in a proprioceptive way. So not lightly, but that deep pressure touch, which is enough to anchor him physically and orientate him in the space. That can actually help with it if it is purely, as I was saying, a vestibular thing. I also think though some children just don't like the the suds, the smell, the water 
no matter what you're putting on them, it seems to just drip into the eyes anyway, or regardless, it gets in there. They just don't like the idea of something pouring on their head. And I wonder if standing in the shower and you could make it fun because he's two and say, let's dance in the rain and just have one of those non-slip mats, you know, on your shower while (laughs) you're standing around there. (laughs) But, you know, um, that he can actually just, it's sprinkles of water and he can dance into it and out of it and into it and out of it but he doesn't have to stand there while water is poured onto him Uh, the other thing I think is you don't have to use shampoo in small children's hair unless now they've got something in their hair that you really need to soap wise get out of there but you could just focus on wetting the hair and getting a face cloth that isn't dripping it's wet but not dripping and just rub it over the hair Okay, and repeating that Mm. he doesn't have to tilt his head. There's no water going in his eyes is enough to wet the hair through and then just comb it through. You could also just wash the hair once a week. That'd be plenty. He doesn't Mm. need to wash it every time he's in the bath and do it that way. So nothing is dripping down on his face. I'm also going to suggest, though, that you talk about it, you know, and you name for him. I know you don't like the bath, you know, when he's like no bath or no hair washing. You can't have both. It's one or the other. And he's trying to negotiate the rules. He's letting you know, I need to control this because it's actually causing me some anxiety. So I know you don't like it. Can you tell me why? What is the worst bit about it? I'm not going to do that bit anymore. Letting him know you hear him. You could also, do you know what could work is give him a, I'm just thinking now, give him a handheld mirror and he can look at himself while you pour the water, if that might help. So he it's because, you know, if somebody's doing that to yeah. you from behind, you don't you can't see, see what what's they're happening. doing. That's true. Yeah. So if I have a mirror and I can see what you're doing and I can say three, two, one, go. And I can say stop and you stop. Mm. I can control what's happening and yeah. it can give me a way of mastering the anxiety over what's going on. Also, you could model on dolls. Get yourself some dolls with hair and get washing them. Let him bath them. Let him do it. Let him be in the driving seat for that. And given something, I'm sure you've done this, it's just not in your list though, like a things you have tried. So just in case, you know, something like bath crayons, you know, that they can draw Mm. on and it does wash and wipe off. You know, not like your not your, not your <laughs> yes. art box crayons. These are special crayons. Right. Uh, don't just break out the Crayolas in there. But if you get the bath crayons, he could be busy drawing on the bath or on the little tiles around, and it could serve as a distraction. So I would come out of that. But you don't need to wash his hair every day. You don't need to put shampoo in it all the time. So you can modify this and try to find ways that you can creatively give him more control so that he's developing mastery over the task as well. Yeah. But I wouldn't push it so far that he it moves from being, I don't want my hair washed to, I now don't like the bath at all because you could create a bigger problem for yourself. Yeah, a lot of people uh, pointing out that certainly doesn't uh, doesn't need to be bathed uh, every evening, though it doesn't... Uh... Uh, some children do, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on what they're doing, depends. yeah. Uh, Eugene suggests try dry shampoo on that mm-hmm. child. Um, uh, if it's a problem with water in the eyes, he's swimming goggles. So it's not clear whether it is water in the eyes. The no, and she said she's about. using one of those um, shower, he- you know, yeah, yeah, you know so, those little mask things you can, yeah. or like a visor that kids can wear. Yeah. Yeah. And the I had hair washing problems with my son, so I persuaded him to allow uh, me to wash his head. It worked, which I suppose is similar to what you're exactly, saying. Yeah. a sponge or something like that. The child with the hair washing problem, I remember having that as a kid and it didn't matter if it was a shower or bath. But yeah. regardless, it was torture for my mother. For me, it was like being underwater yeah. and I just couldn't deal with it. My mother got me swimming lessons and built my confidence around water. And lo and behold, I started to forget about the fear of water, uh, says Tim. 
Uh, someone else says, our three-year-old used to freak out when it came uh, to hair washing time. We got a special sun visor hat that, mm-hmm. that uh, the person referred to. They kept the water out of his eyes and ears. Works at trees can be bought in most pharmacies. Mm-hmm. Uh, show him that bubbles make funny hairstyles. Uh, is a, a, another suggestion there. And uh, uh, as you'd expect, a few uh, a few texts as well on uh, the bullying question that we had in. Anne says, uh, bullying is devastating. Mm. Looking back at my daughter's first communion photos, says it all. She looks stressed. Mm. She was being bullied along with other girls in her class. It was one girl in her class who organised the bullying. She was afraid to tell us at home. It was her teacher who called in the parents of the girl in the class. She was some cookie. Uh, yeah. says Anne and I'm sure when Anne's saying cookie she's thinking some other word perhaps Darcy says I was bullied in national school and would run home at three o'clock at play the bully was the teacher's daughter mm. and back then nothing could be said against teachers I'm 50 now and it still upsets me that a scared child had to run home three miles to get away from a bully says Dorothy God and I think there's something in that about really trusting your instinct of how Mm. you know your children and when you know your child is upset and you know this is not within the range of Mm. normal behaviour for them or normal emotional response get curious about that and make sure that they know they can bring anything to you no matter how big and small it is. Yeah, we do have to take a break and then after that break I suppose we're going to address that issue from the other side someone who's been told that their son is a bully Mm. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Joanna Fortune is still with us. Next question is this. My 15-year-old son is quite a burly teenager and has developed severe anxiety and aggression. I think he feels uncomfortable in his body and as a result often lashes out verbally when he's stressed. Occasionally, this has resulted in physical aggression towards classmates like pushing, etc. His teachers have informed me that his bullying behaviour has to stop, but I have no idea what to do. Fellow parents are now starting to shun me over it as well, but I don't feel like I have control over my son's behaviour or that he would listen to me if I tried to correct him. What should I do? Oh, I'm going to say... There's two things here. First of all, you know, when this is happening in school, this behaviour that's being described and when you say pushing, etc., I'm not sure what's in the etc. You know, pushing, Mm, if we think of that kind of behaviour on on a spectrum or a line, pushing plus what, what, what? Like, so if the school are saying uh, this physical aggression is not okay, this bullying in school, because it's happening in school, I'm wondering, can the school help you with this? Can the school help the parent and support you in addressing it? Like, what have they somebody on staff have they somebody they can bring in or refer to that could work with him on this like a year head or a guidance counsellor even just somebody they can say look this is what we do in incidences of bullying like they've used that word this bullying has to stop but as a school they'll have a bullying policy they have to have one so I would be going in and saying to them look I'm on board with you I want to work with you and support him around this but it's happening not at home it's happening in school what is the policy what are what's the steps that we need we need to take i think you should we this situation so you're not and when you say here you know that because this is a parent who's clearly observed something at home this because i'm not hearing a parent denying there's none of this you know not my child my child couldn't do this this is a parent going yes this is plausible 
this could be happening yeah. and saying, look, I think he's uncomfortable in his body and he's stressed. I'm wondering what the root cause of his stress is. If you know he lashes out when stressed, that's the overt behaviour. Yeah. But what's underpinning it? So if he's uncomfortable in his body, we're talking about a, a physical, emotional dysregulation there. But what is the root of that? So if you've any insight into that, if you're going, no, I haven't a clue, I can see it's a something, but I don't know what the something is, then I'm going to say, yeah, your son would benefit from talking this through with somebody, meeting with somebody suitably qualified. It doesn't mean he's going to high five you and say absolutely delighted at the prospect of going to the psychotherapist. Thanks. Um, But it doesn't mean he won't, Mm. you know, because it might be something he's not able to ask for himself, but he would avail of if you made it available to him. Um, When you say he has developed severe anxiety, that jars with me. Yeah. Okay. And when somebody says severe anxiety, I would take that very seriously. And I would really hope that you've taken him to the GP. If not, I would like you to and to seek to refer him to child and adolescent mental health services, the public system. Um, If going privately for services is an option for you to again ask your GP, is there anyone in your locality that they tend to refer to or that they know? But he would need support for that. Severe anxiety is not something that a young person can manage and live with alone. That's going to bubble out into other issues Mm -hmm. and other things. So there's a lot in here that I'm like, I'm worried about this boy. I think he needs additional supports. I think there's something going on with stress and anxiety that is too much for him to handle at home and actually too much within the realm of parenting for you to manage alone as a parent as well. The behaviour in school, I would like to see the school more actively involved with that. And I think the fact that you're not denying, minimising or projecting outwards and saying it's some other kid, the school should be you know, very receptive to working collaboratively with mm. you on this. I think you have to try to engage him. It may not work, but I still think effort over outcome, you still have to try because if nothing changes here, then nothing changes. And this is going to just intensify um, in terms of his peer relationships and he'll get ostracised and yeah, you know, yeah. you see where that trajectory is going. Worse could happen, yeah. Exactly. The, the fact that the teacher, his teachers have informed me that his bullying behaviour has to stop I, I, I'm like, just is that, is, is yeah. that their that's their bullying policy then well that's the piece I'd go back on you see because that to me is just shifting the responsibility mm, yeah. because if it's not happening outside of school it's happening inside of school so the school does have a duty of care and a responsibility in this and when you have a parent saying look I'm looking for the help I do want to work this out that's great. Like That's a good mm. collaborative approach. You're not battling with this parent. So I think go back to policy, always appeal to the policy. But with your son, you know, tell him that you love him. You love him unconditionally. You're always there to support him. And you've noticed that he's struggling with his feelings and that this is bubbling out into frustration and getting him into trouble in school. You want to help. You're going to book an appointment and you will stick with him. And if he's like, no, get out, whatever, just say, I'm, you haven't asked, can I book you an appointment? You're saying, I'm going to book an appointment. I want you to come with me. And you know what? If he won't, you go to the appointment. You get some support to support him with this. But I still think that severe anxiety mm. is just not comfortable for me in this. Yeah. What can a school do, though, actually? I mean, mm. apart from we have a policy, uh, because obviously you can't, if this guy's shoving people or worse. Well, it's uh, the etc., uh, yeah, the ambivalent yeah. etc., uh, so I'm imagining it is worse. Uh, and he is described as, you know, a burly teenager. So yeah. so nobody wants to physically intercede in that situation. No, nor so, should, uh, nor should they. Yeah. But, uh, so what can they do, really? Well, typically, uh, an anti-bullying policy has a number of layers to it. There's an behavioural component, the behaviour has to stop. And then there's an exploration of what is underpinning the behaviour. What is the emotional 
disruption? Is it within school? Is there a problem for this boy within school, the school culture, the school environment? Mm. Um, is this a problem at home, a life event, a family matter that's going on? Because when children are living in a tense situation within a family, that could be an illness that could be addiction, that could be parental tension. It could be a myriad of things, yeah. okay? But if I'm in a heightened state of an arousal or stress because of something like that, when I go into school, it's very hard for me to take in and process cognitive information. So my concentration, my engagement, my learning are all compromised. That means I'm often in trouble. Yeah. Now, if going to school means I'm in trouble, I'm not learning, I'm getting into trouble, I'm forgetting stuff, I'm not getting homework done, you know, I'm going to lash out in other ways to distract from that mm. because that's an icky, uncomfortable feeling to try and hold on to. So I'm going to evacuate that, project it. And some kids will shut down school refusal or some kids will lash out and we get a scenario like this. And I'm not saying it is tension at home because it can be something at home. It can yeah. equally be something in school something that's a trouble for this kid in school and he's then acting it out in school as well against others. And in explaining that, I'm not excusing his behaviour at all. But we should seek to better understand what's driving what he's doing. Yeah, because I suppose it does beg, you know, does he have friends? Is exactly. It, you know, uh, and uh, other parents are shunning this parent. Like, it doesn't sound like he's got a big social connection. And again, that's somebody who's quite in a lot of distress, in a lot of pain. School might be a deeply unpleasant experience and lacking the emotional fluency to say, hey, this environment isn't working for me. He's lashing out in behaviour. Yeah, uh, indeed. Uh, the uh, Right, well, we'll move on to another question. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, sorry, I'm laughing, but sometimes, I'm, you know, sometimes you go, mm. uh, my, <laughs> my toddler has started to have extra energy in the evenings. I, have, I try to have quiet and a relaxing environment in the house each evening so that her son will sleep better. However, my son seems to have energy to burn by the time his bedtime comes around. I've taken him for extra walks around our local park to tire him out, but nothing seems to work. Any advice? Sorry, I'm smiling, but that all went about, oh, we'll tire them out. It only tires you out. 100%, but I also love the, you know, I'd really like a quiet evening for everybody. So that, and I'm going, I bet you would. I mean, but that's not toddler tempo, is Mm. it? And I know it sounds counterintuitive, but actually running around, going for a walk. You know, when you take your toddler for a walk, a young child for a walk, you spend a lot of your time saying, hold my hand, don't run, come back, stay with me on your way to it. What they need is to run wild. Like mm. they need to run, to play, to dance, to laugh. And I, as, as I said, it does sound counterintuitive, Joanna, we're trying to wind them down for bed. What are you talking about? But releasing that held energy, that pent up energy is actually going to release any tension, any of this heightened arousal so that he can go to bed in a calm state. So I'm wondering about his waves of activity during the day, you know, those mild, moderate, high wave of activity. And I'm wondering, you know, you know, this extra energy in the evenings bit. I'm thinking that's often when parents, siblings, everybody is back together for the first time in the day. And so for little kids, that can be quite exciting. You know, I I haven't seen you for for weeks. I mean, it's been hours, but in their world, I haven't Mm. seen you for ages. It's been so long. Let's play. Let's do. Let's go. Let's go. And so we can get this surge in energy in them when you're going, what is going on? It should be moving in the other direction. I think play with him. 
play with him, meet his boisterous energy and co-regulate him back down into a more optimum level of arousal, she says. It's very easy to do, (laughs) but do it rather than say it. So instead of kind of saying, look, we'll keep it calm, that'll work. Play with him, you know, do stop start games, do musical statue type games, red light, green light, you know, go big, go small. Um, You could sit, have him sit on your lap and he's going to move between you and if you've another parent with you or simply have him move from one side of the room to the other back to you do animal crossing as you do it have him stomp over like an elephant and the other parent can send him back like a scuttly little mouse and then he can fly over like a butterfly or he can roar over like a lion so going big animals small animals big small because what you're doing is you're getting up and coming down and getting up and coming down and that movement is about that regulatory roller coaster playing mirrors with him where he has to copy you taking his cues from you Mm. start with big huge jumping moves end with very small, quiet, subtle moves. So you're controlling the heat of the situation, the tempo of the situation with him. And I think that kind of regulatory roller coaster should look like a wave, not a, not a spike. You know, you're yes. not going <laughs> high up, crush down. Yeah, fall asleep. It's yeah, more, exactly. <laughs> it's more like that wave. And I think if you give him that burst of attuned, connected play, it will help him release that energy co-regulate with you so when you begin your bedtime routine whatever that looks like in your house he's in the same zone as you Mm. well I suppose start it as soon as possible as soon as you get in the door like come in playing come in singing (laughs) yes that's uh, because that's yeah uh, and that is hard to keep up Uh, a few more uh, uh, comments on the bullying Uh, someone says my heart goes out to the parents now this is the the young fellow who's uh, been accused of being a bully my heart goes out to the parents of the 15-year-old. Our boy has been in man's clothes since he was 12. Mm. At just 16, he's big and tall and looks like a man. He's a sensitive soul, but because of his size, he's always been blamed for others' bad behaviour. He was bullied, but had some good pals and walks away from people. He does get angry at home, but it's because he worries. I hope the school can help this parent out. You never know. He could be on the receiving end of something. Well, indeed, I suppose, because... We, and that's the curiosity piece, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, somebody else... Actually, this is an interesting point. Uh, how come it's always people who were bullied that texts into you about their awful experiences in their youth? How come there are never people that bullied in their mm. youth who text in and explain why they did it or if they regret it? And for the life of me, I can't think of anyone who said I was a bully. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, off the top of my head, neither can I. Although, I, you know, professionally, I've spoken to people who would say, look, I wasn't a nice kid as a kid because I was having so much difficulty. I think it's shame loaded. I think mm, it's very yeah. hard to put your name to that and say, hey, I did that. I think it can be incredibly healing and it's never too late. I'm thinking of adults who text in about, you know, being bullied as children and they're still carrying that hurt. Mm. And of course, because it's so visceral, like it really consumes every aspect of your life and you associate that with childhood memories. I don't think it's ever too late to make repair. I tend to be an optimist in that regard. But I think the repair can be twofold by actually owning your behavior and saying, I did this. It wasn't my intent consciously to hurt you but I know I did because I was lashing out you mm. know I think there can be healing for both parties in that yeah though I suppose there probably are people who were but who may who may be parents themselves and don't really want to get, you know kind of yeah. talk about it particularly because they would hate it to happen to their own children but they look back and as often the case they might have systematically bullied somebody yeah and 
maybe they don't have they don't know why they did such a thing or because in retrospect they, it seems yeah. horrific and maybe it's a bit of a, a blind spot they have you know that kind of psychological blind spot of I just shut it out because it's an uncomfortable truth so I don't own my behaviour in fact I minimise because of shame again I minimise and dismiss it sure it was no big deal we were mm. just kids that was so long ago yeah, like, yeah. you know that minimisation and denial that can actually be extremely hurtful but that's actually what it is if, if I seek to minimise and deny something it's because I know that what I did was wrong that's so interesting Louise just texted in to say I was bullied as a kid by a cousin but I think they don't think it was as bad as it was and probably have happily forgotten the way they acted so presumably that's someone Louise yeah. still sees, sees well a cousin yeah, yeah at family events and things yeah. you've no control over yeah, yeah. Wow. If you've got questions for uh, Joanna, of course, you can always send them in to afternoon at newstalk.com. Joanna Fortune, thanks a million Thank for coming you. in to us. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on Newstalk. We're going to take a break after that. Pictures of Mercury. Moncrief on Newstalk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Deep breaths, everyone. There's still time to save the day. With great value home cover from Super Value Insurance. You'll get 15% off online and shopping vouchers with every policy. That's a great deal for the cover you need anyway. All it takes is one big click or call. Just visit supervalue.ie slash insurance or call 0818 and our team will save the day without the drama. Terms and conditions apply. Vouchers include two 10 euro or 40 euro spend. Home contents only policies excluded. This home insurance is underwritten by AXA Insurance DAC. Super Value Financial Services DAC trading in Super Value Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.